if it's not better, if it's not better, we'll just lose. We'll just lose those games. I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, uh, William, you and I both know uh, if you can't run the ball, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. And they they have shown no ability Bro. to run the ball. Uh, so I don't even know if it's uh, you know Rashad White's problem. Like, there's no they're not blocking. No, so Rashad White to me, he he's just never been that guy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. He, uh, I mean he he's he's all he's all right. I mean, um, he you know for 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 what he is in his role that he was the last few uh, last year playing the uh, second hand guy. Um, I'm gonna tell you why. Last season he was a lot better than this season. Okay, Tom Brady. As long as you got Tom Brady at your okay. as a quarterback, teams got to respect your passing ability. They have to. They have to respect the ability for you to throw the ball, and they can't just drop that guy. You know, they just can't come down in the box with that that uh. You know that six or seven guy. They can't bring him down. So so now this year they're challenging they're challenging the Bucks to beat them throwing the ball. We're gonna shut down your run. We're gonna bring that guy down in the box, and we're gonna leave it up to Baker Mayfield to uh, beat us. And so far, it, you know they're killing us. They're they're stuffing our run game. And it, it won't be there until we we show the ability to be able to uh, be more explosive on on offense. We can't hit them big plays with Brady. We had the potential for big plays every time he dropped back and threw the ball because he processed. He read the defenses that fast. And they were just quick reads. You know what I'm saying? With Baker, yeah, there's a chance we can hit on some big plays, but he's he, he's nowhere near. I'll take Tom Brady on right now over Baker Mayfield. Just from a just from an accuracy standpoint and the ability to, to put the ball where it needs to be at. Um and Tom Brady's six five, six four, six five. Uh, you know, with long with long range, so he can see over the offensive line, and he don't have to change his throwing. He don't have to thing change his throwing, his throwing slot, his arm slot to get passes off. He could just you know throw it normal. The problem we having with Baker is Baker's only six feet tall, so he's not. He might not even be seeing these. He might not be seeing the defense uh, because he's short. So you miss guys. Shorter quarterbacks, they miss players. And when you're throwing over pressure, you not only you got to throw over your linemen, but you also got to throw over the defensive linemen. 
And you see a lot of passes getting batted down at the line of scrimmage. That's that's due to his size. So um the big the 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 threat of the big play is gone. Like, I mean, that we will make something here and there, but uh teams are not afraid. You know, with Brady at quarterback, even even Brady, you know, struggling to throw the ball uh because we got so much pressure in his face as an offense, I mean, as a defensive coordinator, you're still going to respect his ability to pick you apart if you give him the time. If you gave Brady time, uh, it was a done deal. You can give Bra- mm-hmm. you can give Baker Mayfield time. They don't. It ain't no guarantee that he gonna he gonna carve you up. That's the difference between uh, our last year and this year, as far as our running game. They're not afraid, so they're bringing that extra guy down in the box. Yeah, um, um, you know the the one thing that I think that we as Bucks fans need to kind of come to realization with is that our quote-unquote rebuild or whatever you want to call it, um, that's, it's, it's a reality. And in us as Bucks fans, we, we need to, we need to kind of come to grips that we're not that team anymore. Um, you know, um, there, there is no guarantee that Baker Mayfield is the answer um, to um, to the uh, quarterback uh, to the quarterback firm, you know. And um, so, when you talk about all the stuff that Tom Brady uh, did or does and all that, um, I'm not saying Baker Mayfield can't do it. I'm just saying that his his whole demeanor and everything makes it appear that he can take on anything. And if that's the mentality he has, and for one, that's great. But for two, um, he, he's got to be able to show it. If he is going to be that guy, then yeah, he needs to be reading stuff like Tom Brady did. But like where I'm getting at is is that this ain't that Tom Brady's uh, Buccaneer team anymore, and we're gonna have to find different ways to win because we don't have that safety parachute anymore. Yeah, and, and you know, I know a lot of people say you know this team is is uh, for the offensive line situation. 
you know, we're a lot better. Uh, you know, team with uh, Baker Mayfield and Tom Brady at quarterback position. Look, Brady's retired. So at the end of the day, you know, anybody's better than Brady because Brady retired. But you, that that's not the point they're making. The point they're making is if we still had Brady, uh, it would be worse because the offensive line ain't that good. Okay. Well, I know the offensive line uh, don't protect that well, but uh, with a quarterback like, uh, you know, Brady or any quarterback that has that respect around the league, uh, you know, throwing the football, it automatically opens up your running game. So, uh, number two, we didn't have a good running game the last few years. We had spots. We had spurts where we ran the ball well. But we weren't consistent running the football even in the last three years we had Brady. So, this same, this same offensive line, well, it's not even the same offensive line. But, um, yeah, it's different. And it's still not good. So we have to figure out, you know, as as an offensive system, what what can we do to give this offensive line a better chance? I know they're saying they went to more of a zone blocking scheme. Well, let's let's maybe let's let's try and see uh, zone blocking wise if. You know, let's see if zone blocking wise is better than uh, let's change it up a little bit and, and put in some man to man blocking schemes and see if that helps the running game. I mean, why does it have to be either or? Why can't it be both? Why can't you have that fluctuation to say, you know what, maybe we're better, uh, you know, man blocking uh, team? Well, you know, you know, and this kind of brings up something else too. That um, you have. Um, how do I want to put this? You you have an opportunity to do things really well, and. Sometimes I I really do feel like that there are people um, that um, they they don't understand that they can't that they can't like do like multiple things or they can't carry on two duties. Um, as a head coach and as a coordinator and what you're talking about, well, let's bring this and let's bring that. Well, I mean, that's the answer, but unfortunately to get that answer, you, you really have to go to somebody that is not trying to do two jobs at once that can actually go and look at things objectively. Well, I mean, 
you know, you know, as, as a as a, I give an example. So you know, everybody know I'm, I coach basketball, and uh, you know, in, in basketball, you gotta be, you know, you gotta be flexible. You gotta be able to, uh, you know, adjust on the fly, change change some things to fit your personnel. And, uh, you know, when I was in college, uh, when I played football in college, you know, my coaches on the defensive side of the ball, we never ran the same game plan from game to game. Every week, we, we, every week we came with a new game plan for each individual opponent we had. So from one week to the next, we could be running a 4-3. The next week, we could be running a 3-4. Uh, the next week, we could be running a 4-4. Our base defense could be a nickel. Uh, our base defense could be a dime. Dime package. Because... Do you think... Well, let me ask you this really quick. Do you think Tom Holes has learned anything since his last head coaching job well, to where it would make to to where it would actually give us hope that he's not necessarily just here to well, I mean here's here's I mean, here's the major problem with defensive minded coaches. They seem to stick To what they know, opposed to going outside the box and and doing something different, they don't like taking risk. They they don't like doing things that may, you know, jeopardize a play or taking a chance on a on a deep throw or safe. They're, they're safe as sorry. That's what they are. Here's the problem. We that we got that mindset on the offensive side of the ball, and defensively they just you know wild wild west with with the with the uh, blitz packages. Um, we saw it with Tony Dungy. You know Tony Dungy uh, orchestrated him and Money Kiffin, one of the most one of the most historical defensive. Uh, and, you know, in the history of the but, game, for uh, right, but, but I mean that this, you you just hit the nail right on the head um, with what saying about bringing or rebringing people back uh, in or or how or however you want to look at it, and that and that's a perfect example. Tony Dungy, a defensive minded. Hey, coach, instead of saying, oh, hey, I can do all this, he went and he actually got somebody that he could, that he could trust and everything. And, you know, it just so happened that we got really lucky that we got, we had the, we had the pleasure of having two very intelligent defensive-minded coaches, but that's also why I'm saying that 
Gunji put him into a into a role and everything as defensive coordinator so he could be the head coach and not have to worry about it. And that's what I'm saying. Todd Bowles might need to start considering doing now because to the best of my knowledge, we don't have a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I mean, Todd Bowles is, is calling defense. So, yeah, you know, and he's going to continue to do that because, you know, he's a – that's what he wants to do. I don't think Todd Bulls will ever bring in somebody to call the defense. Because, you know, once you do that, uh, you relinquish your your authority, your power on the defensive side of the ball. And then when things start going wrong, what happens? What happens all the time? They take they take back uh play calling duties on the uh defensive side of the ball. We see it with every single last one of them. Uh, even the offensive coaches do it. You know, when they're used to calling plays, they're going to call plays. They may give it up, but as soon as things start going south, they're going to they're gonna take it back over and, you know, do it themselves. So uh, I don't think we'll ever see, a, you know, a change in that uh, from that standpoint. I just don't think, uh, you know, that's something that'll be done. On the, you know, and maybe it doesn't. Uh, I've been saying for a while, you know, for top bull style defense, uh, he runs a three four. Uh, you know, we don't have the personnel to run a three four. We just took a bunch of guys that that you know are four three guys and, and try to plug them into a three four. I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, Joe Tryon Shoinka is too small in the uh, is too small for a defensive end in the three four. Um, uh, Devin White as a three four linebacker isn't strong enough in run support. And we already know his pass, you know, pass defensively, passing defensively, uh, he's just he's not good in pass coverage either. So uh, we got guys out of place. Uh, three, four cornerbacks are excellent tacklers. Um, we don't have that. I mean, Dean Dean is pretty decent, but uh, Carson Davis, no. He does more to avoid avoid contact than anything. Um, Vito Vey fits perfectly perfectly for a three four scheme. Of uh, Golson is another guy that you know fits the three four scheme pretty good. I I would. You know, I would probably give him a little bit more playing time. Uh, mm-hmm. Shaq Barrett, uh, you know, like the guy, but um, since his first season here, he's done nothing. We gave him that big deal based off of that big year he had, and one of my big things was 
Um, consistency. Consistency. And before then, he never had a he never had a season over ten sacks. So was it a was it a uh, you know what was it just a hot season or could he duplicate it? So before he got that big deal, I was one of those ones to say, you know, make him do it again before you give him the big contract. If he could do it again, uh, then you give it to him. You could have threw the franchise tag on him and and make him prove it again. But my question is, is do you think that our higher, our higher ups are going to be able to have that much patience with this much food. Uh, well, I mean, food for thought, um, so to say. Um, we we have we have the right personnel. And everything, but this will go too much on his plate. Well, I, I'm not. I mean, because I mean, we've seen head coaches that have called a before, and it just doesn't work out. And like, I I mean, like. I'm sitting here, and some days our defense is bad, and I'm not saying abandon what we're doing or whatever, but, you know, maybe it might be time for him to consider bringing in some help. I mean, he may may need – some help, but I'm just looking at it from a system systematic standpoint and personnel wise, what we got, and I just don't think we have all of the pieces needed because I'm, I'm you know I've watched the Pittsburgh Steelers run this three four as long as I've been watching f- football, and they got it down p- packed to a point where it don't matter who they bring in. Who they draft, they always pick. They always bring in the right fits for their system, and I'm not quite sure we're doing that. I think we're bringing in uh, athletes, but I don't think that you know, we're bringing in the right fits. And until then, uh, you know, it'll continue to be a struggle on the defensive side of the ball. But that's my that's my two cents. Well, uh, I mean. I mean, Devo, oh, you, you gotta fight. I mean, you, you pretty much kind of hit everything on the head. I mean, there there ain't nothing you said that anybody could argue with you about. I just look at it from, you know, in every game when we match up, 
we've lost the line of scrimmage uh, battle uh, more often than not this season. Even in even in some of the games we won, uh, we've had a struggle of maintaining the line of scrimmage, and um, it's it's at the end of the day, your system is only as good as the players that you have running it. Every system works. Every offensive system works. Every defensive system works. We can look around the league and see other teams running a successful 3-4 defense or other teams running a successful 4-3 or nickel-dime package. It works. But it only works when you have the right personnel. So it's either two things, uh, personnel or the person calling the defense is just is not in tune with his personnel. It's either one of the two or, or, or it's both. Because the 3-4 is an old defense. Everybody runs it. Everybody runs it. So you're, you, you're evaluating talent wrong and you're not bringing in the uh the right pieces I mean look at uh you know the 49ers I mean I know they lost today but um you look at them you look at again the Steelers uh Buffalo Philadelphia you know they have elite defenses, the Jets. The Jets offense being dumpster fire like and they, they lost their starting quarterback the fourth game of the uh play. The fourth fourth play of the first game. The season post of being over. I mean, to for them to have three wins right now is a miracle. Oh, they're, they're not lying. And the only reason they had yeah. those three wins is because no matter what happened on the offensive side of that ball, that defense stayed in – they stepped up and kept kept those games close to the point where the offense can finally get it together for a few drives and pull out these victories. The great defenses hold it together – all the time. They don't make excuses. They don't take plays off. They don't, you know, no, not get off the field on third and longs, which prolongs drives and then tires out the defense. So if I got to, regardless of what, you know, my offense is doing, if my defense can't get off the field on third down, we're not talking third and short. We're talking third and 10, third and eight, third and 13, and you're constantly giving up these substantial distances on third down. And then after the game, everybody is saying, well, uh, it's the def- you know, the defense's gas. The defenses they were tired. Well, you're supposed to get off the field on third and 13. You're supposed to. It it doesn't matter what the offense is doing at that point. Third and 13 as a defense, 
you sh- you should be looking at fourth down and and punting the ball back to the offense, not countless amount of times in, in the same game where you're giving up third and longs. Third third and longs, you're not good. One of them, I can see one of them happening in the course of a game. You know, that might be an anomaly, but uh, five or six or, or seven uh, third and longs in a game, third, third and more than eight. Uh, th- th- nobody, nobody tell me that your defense is good when you got a team nine for 16 on third downs. And uh, really, to be honest with you, you you got uh, – Detroit only ran 69 plays. That's not a lot of plays. Uh, Bucks ran 54 plays. Time of possession was 36 to 23. So, Detroit ran – 15 more plays, which is only a few more first downs. You know what I'm saying? And they had uh, 15 minutes more possession on the clock. But a lot of that is due to the fact that you couldn't get off the field on third and long. So uh, do you, you blame the offense for that? I, I, I'm going to say it's a little bit of both. But, again, I use the Jets as an example because they could have made a whole lot of excuses when Bre- um, when Aaron Rodgers went down. But that defense is still balling. They, 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 they still doing their job. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Think William, William Graves has uh, fell asleep. Let's let's just listen to him real quick. No, okay. Well, um, so yeah, that's that's just what I you know what I feel. And uh, that's my opinion, uh, my very strong uh, opinion from experience. Just uh, you know, that's just you know what I feel, man. Uh, it's got to get better. Uh, it's got to get cleaned up. And I'm gonna stay on it. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay on it because a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, I've been talking about it for uh, about three or four years now. Pre Brady, pre Brady, doing Brady, post Brady. I know we like to give credit to Jason, like in the in the crew for you know, you know, uh, you know, talent evaluating and stuff like that. Everything looked good, all good when we was, you know, uh, 
get the number one offense in football. And we had Tom Brady at quarterback, and, you know, we're in the playoffs, and, and you know, we win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, all of these faults get ignored. And instead of, you know, bettering your team, you re-signing bad players to keep the keep the group together to go on another run. But <coughs> honestly, uh, you should have been looking to replace some of these guys. I mean, this is just my opinion. Um, I don't think um, we should have let uh, Whitehead walk. Who is who is having a a outstanding season for the New York Jets? You should have kept that guy. Um, him and um, Winfield had a good connection. Uh, Carlton Davis, I think you should have let him go. Personally, I don't think he's that good. He makes a lot of money. But uh, I don't think he's that good. Uh, Jamal Dean is our best cover guy. We don't have a uh anybody that could that could defend in the slot, and we got a middle linebacker that's a liability in pass coverage, and in in the run. So, at the end of the day, man. We got we got a lot of work to do, and I you know I wasn't expecting us to go nowhere this season. That's why I was like, man, you might as well just start Kyle Trash, and see what you got in him because you're still not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere with him. Uh, you're not going anywhere with Baker. Sorry, I mean. It is what it is, man. I'm not going to sit up here just because I'm a Bucks fan and try to gas up Baker like he's this, you know, next coming of, you know, the great next great uh quarterbacks in the league. But I don't think he's that he's that that good. He's bottom tier. He's bottom tier. He's below average. You know, it is it'll all be shown uh, as we get deeper in the season, we start playing, you know, tighter, tougher teams, you know, uh, down the stretch and all that. Uh, you know, we'll see. But so far, we played two games against uh, credible opponents. And in both of those games, we, we've looked like hot trash. So, uh, that's what we got to go off of. Uh, Baker hasn't had a good game. Offensively, we've not had a good game, and uh, you know it, it, it is it is what it is. And we got a few, you know, tough games coming up here on the schedule that we 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 got to make sure we take care of business, or these games gonna end very wrong. We'll be on the wrong side of each and every one of these games uh, if we continue to look like what we're, uh, you know, looking like.
that just again that's just my opinion uh but i feel strong about that you know opinion so that that is that for me but uh we're going to take a quick break and uh when we come back uh we'll you know finish this thing up and then get out of here so uh, with that being said, uh, we'll be back after this. You're listening to Rat Pack Sports Show, live Rat Pack Radio, WRPR.
Ride. Rat Pack Sports Show. We are back. We're live Sunday night, NFL Sunday, and uh, we are here. We just have a few more seconds, well, a few more minutes here left in the show. And, you know, we'll be on breaks, man. I'll be just sitting here chilling and, uh, you know, just reading stuff online and, and you know, again, chilling. And uh, here's the funny thing. We've been talking bucks here the whole time, right? And uh, I'm going to go in a little bit, a little bit of a little bit of rent. I'm in the Bucks group. And these fans, like, again, I tell you, I'm always honest about my team. These fans get mad when we lose. Like, we do have a good team and, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of issues. Well, uh, I have a post here in one of the groups where we got a fan that's upset at Chris Godwin and says uh, Chris Godwin has lost his step and Chris Godwin has fallen off. He's not the same receiver he was uh, before he suffered the ACL injury in 2021. I think that was. Actually, no, it was 20. Yeah, 2021. So, we're just going to break down some numbers here. Uh, maybe he's looking at touchdowns. You like, you know. Uh, but here we go. Different offense I also, by the way. Just want to add that in there. Totally different offense uh, back then. He was used differently. But here we go. So Chris Godwin was drafted in 2017. Uh, since 2017, he has a total of 655 Targets, 467 receptions. So, some point in this season, he's going to hit He's gonna hit 500 receptions uh, in about another week or two. That's 30. Well, actually, hold on. 67, 30, 33. So, let's say 30 receptions. Uh, he'll hit 500. Um, durability, I guess, he's played every year. Even the year he tore his ACL, he tore that late in the season. Uh, he played 14 games that year. He didn't turn around. Hey, he had 98 receptions in 14 games. For eleven hundred yards, eleven point three average. Now, part of his part of his debate is uh, Mike Evans has. I mean, uh, Chris Godwin yards per average has gone down from his fresh from his first year. His first year, he was fifteen point four. 
Second year, 14.3. Third year, 15.5. Since 2020, uh, again, he's been used differently. Um, you got 2012.9, 11 11.3, 9.8 last season. This season so far, 12.3 yards per reception. It's still uh, first down every time he catches the ball, right? Three yards don't make that much of a difference to me. If it was, if his average went from 15 yards to, uh, you know, seven yards per reception, I'd be like, okay, what's going on? But uh, he's still a first down every time he catches the ball. 2021 uh, was the year he tore his ACL. He had 98 receptions that year before tearing his ACL. Was already at 1,100 yards receiving. Uh, I'm not sure if Mike Evans has ever even caught. Well, let me take that back. I'm sure Mike Evans has had 100, 100 catch receiving uh, in his in his career. He has. Nope. His best season has been 96. So uh, Chris Godwin is um, well on his way. And Evans has been here. Mike Evans has three three years on um, Chris Godwin, and he only has about two hundred more receptions. Four, four, yeah, about two hundred and like thirty thirty more receptions, um, and way more targets. So, but Mike Evans. Yards per catch is 15.3. Why? Because the only thing they do is run him deep. It doesn't mean he's less reliable. We watch the tape. Uh, we see the routes Godwin is running. Uh, he's the, he's the, he's done, he's do, he does all the grunt work. The, you know. But Godwin is a, you know, he's an all-around wide receiver. So he does it all. He just doesn't rely on running, deep, you know, uh, deep routes. He's a possession guy. He he can, you know, beat you deep, but they use him a lot for underneath. Um, But there's no way in the world uh, he is falling off. He's gotten worse. He tore his ACL in 2021. And in 2022, he came back and caught 104 passes. So, in this year, who knows what he's on pace for? I mean, he's five games in, and he's caught 27 passes. So, he's probably on pace for about 70 receptions. That's a, that's a, for a lot of people, that's a good season. For Chris Godwin, that's, that's a down year. So, you know, it's uh for me, I don't think he's falling off. I just think and then uh you you don't have a running game and uh your quarterback is not a threat throwing the ball. So at the end of the day, uh all you can do is throw. Somebody's gotta catch the ball underneath. And and that's the, the that's Chris Godwin. 
you know, some of these fans just they just talk the talk, man. I don't I don't understand. Uh, Giants are currently winning nine to seven. Oh, yep. So, I mean, to me, it, it's and today he had a decent game: six receptions, on seven targets for seventy-seven yards, twelve point eight average. Um, not terrible. Not not terrible at all. Let's see. Let's see what Edmund did today. I know he had a drop. Again, 10 targets, four receptions. Remember what I told you guys earlier? Evans, you know, targets to catch ratio is like 50-50. You know? That's what it is. So, you know, some some people just got to complain about something and, and have an issue and, and don't really understand what they're talking about. But uh, Godwin is, you know, Godwin is our, is our best receiver. You know, I like – Evans is good. I like Evans, but uh, Godwin is more reliable. Uh, he's going to catch the ball in traffic. He's going to do all the dirty work. So, yeah, but uh, uh, that's gonna about do it for us here, man. So, um, uh, you know, we will see you guys uh next week. Well, Wednesday night, uh, same place, same time, uh, eight to eleven, and uh, we'll go in depth on the Major League Baseball playoffs. We'll talk a little bit of hockey. We'll talk uh, some NFL. We'll get into the NBA uh, season because it's right around the corner. And uh, we should have, you know, the crew on uh, with us as well. So uh, with that being said, man, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday night, man. This is Rat Pack Sports Show. Uh, We are signing out for this tonight. Y'all take care, man. We out of here, man. This is Rat Pack Sports Show. Peace.